0: This gown will be perfect for the betrothal ball. Panic and horror flooded Lady Charlotte Lovett at her mother's offhand statement. The two of them were standing in front of an ornate mirror at their favorite Modiste's shop and surrounded by sinfully soft silks, delicate laces, and finely woven woolen cloth. It was not the setting for dramatic, life-changing announcements. Yet Charlotte could not escape the feeling that her mother's seemingly innocent observation was actually a harbinger of doom. Whose betrothal ball? Charlotte's heart pounded desperately against her stays as she prayed her suspicions were unfounded. Yours, her mother replied crisply. She circled around Charlotte as she checked the new dress for any flaws. Pursing her lips, Mother yanked the stomacher downward. Turning sharply to the dressmaker, she instructed in a clipped tone, The bodice is not framing Charlotte's décolletage. She must be turned out absolutely perfectly. I... I am engaged. The words flew from Charlotte's lips, even though she had suspected the truth. Her gut clenched so violently that she nearly flinched. Do not act so surprised, Mother said absently as she continued to arrange the front piece of the gown. You should have been married ages ago. Your father and I decided it was past time to stop humoring your missish qualms and conduct the arrangements entirely ourselves. Missish qualms? Every last one of their candidates had possessed the hallmarks of a tyrant. A rich, connected tyrant but a tyrant all the same. It was why Charlotte was still unmarried at the grand age of five and twenty. She had tried offering her own suggestions, but her father would not hear of it. He wished to create a dynasty, and her opinions were obviously inconsequential. Who is the groom? Lady Charlotte managed to ask. Nausea sloshed through her. She squeezed her eyes closed, as if she could stop not just the queasiness, but the entire farce. Please let it not be the ancient Lord Paltham, who inquired after the natural shape of my hips beneath my petticoats. He is much too obsessed over whether I could bear him Paltham airs, who he claims are always brawny babes. This is hardly the place, Charlotte her mother's lips tightened ever so slightly as she nodded with her chin toward the modiste. The dressmaker was doing a commendable job of pretending to be too absorbed in her work of stretching the silk skirts over the pannier to overhear the conversation. Madame Vernier, could you please give us a moment? Charlotte asked, refusing to allow her mother any excuse to prevaricate. Why, of course, mademoiselle. Madame Vernier bobbed her head as she made a hasty retreat. As soon as the woman shut the heavy door behind her, Charlotte turned from the mirror to stare directly into her mother's eyes. Observing her parents' detached expression, Charlotte wondered with a pang of frustration why she'd even bothered. She would find no empathy there. Who is the groom? Charlotte demanded, not even bothering to temper her voice. Her mother arched one of her exceedingly thin eyebrows, but she did not otherwise scold Charlotte for her tone. William Talbot, Viscount Hawley. Every fibre within Charlotte shrieked in silent horror, but she herself made no sound. Anyone, even the uncouth Lord Paltham, would be preferable to the monstrous Hawley. An image of the smirking, handsome man rose in Charlotte's mind. The fiend's chiseled beauty could not distract from the cold, hard meanness that lurked in his crystalline eyes. "'Hawley shall make you a duchess when his father, the Duke of Lansbury, passes,' her mother continued, as if the title were all that mattered."